This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to Hoosock Podcast. I'm Freya and I'm here with Joseph. Good evening. Evie. Hello. And Matt. Hello. So this is kind of a special one because it's the first of our podcast about our own audios. We're talking about episodes Yay! we made. How cool is that? It's so cool. Oh, so yeah, we're going to be absolutely giddy this entire time because <laughs> ah, it's happened. <laughs> um, honestly, they're really good. And if you haven't listened to them, then firstly, what are you doing here? And secondly, go do that. Um, oh my God, I could do the spoiler warning this time because I actually remembered. <laughs> well done. Yay. <laughs> so spoiler warning for the first two episodes of Doctor Who Out of the Shadows. Um, but we are going to start off with Open Doors. And I don't actually have the description in front of me, which I did say I would get up already. But um, I'm being unprofessional again. But hey, anyone that listens to our podcast knows that I just do that anyway. I love that there may well be several people who are only listening to these podcasts. So we'll have no idea quite how unprofessional we are normally. <laughs> well, then I suggest go listen to the other ones because it's a car crash, but in the best kind of way. <laughs> but finish listening to this one first. Oh, definitely. Now, I'm not suggesting they just disappear because this is also going to be, well, at least from my input, a car crash. But a wonderful car crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like slash pause. <laughs> um so yeah we should probably talk about the actual audio i'm derailing already um but <laughs> so we've got episode one open doors um the newly regenerated 14th doctor crashes to earth in a world of the vanishing homeless amongst the sinister shadow men at the center of it all a boy who has lost everything jason whittaker Funky <gasps> description see, see i never read out proper descriptions but jacob wrote that one so i'm gonna do it <laughs> So we should probably start with, oh my God, the doctor. <laughs> Whoa, is that even oh God, the doctor? <laughs> yeah, we've got the doctor with us. Hi guys. <laughs> oh yeah, how doctor. cool is that? <laughs> Honestly, oh, it's bonkers. It's, it's just a bit, how does it feel to be able to say like, you are actually the doctor? It gives me so much joy every time I say it. Like, even when we were recording the episodes, every time I got to say, I'm the Doctor, like, no matter if it was, like, episode one or episode nine, I just every single time was like, this is bonkers, this is crazy, oh, my God, what is my life? Um, and, yeah, it almost kind of hasn't sunk in yet still. And I, I think listening to the, the first episode and getting to that I am the Doctor speech... I kind of had this realization that was like, you know, it's pretty much been like 10 years since I started watching Doctor Who and started being like a proper little fangirl. It's like, wow, this is like the culmination of a 10 year journey for me of, of my fandom. And I'm actually like fulfilling a childhood dream in this moment. Okay, okay, yeah, this is fine, this is fine. While like tears are running down my face. Like, it's all fine. Yeah, <laughs> wild, it's wild. Oh, it's annoying that you said that, um hasn't sunk in yet because I was going to ask you like what moment it was there a moment during recording where you did sort of like sink in you sort of went oh I am the doctor do you know what there was maybe a moment where there's a line in an upcoming episode I think it might be episode eight I think and I won't spoil the line but it's a 
quite famous Doctor Who reference. And like, I stayed behind after we recorded it just to thank Jacob for giving me that line. Cause it was like, then I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm the doctor. I feel like I'm following in this tradition. Cause I get all these lines with references that most of which I don't know because I've not watched classic who I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> I do know because I, you know, know every episode of new who by heart. Like, so it's, it's, yeah, I think every time I got to, every time it was like that Captain America meme where it's like, I know that reference. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah, no, I am the doctor. This, this is, yeah. Amazing. Actually, that's a, like a big thing about um, this series in general. You can tell it was written by a fan and it makes it good. Like the more you like Doctor Who, yes. the better it gets because like there are so many references to both New Who and Classic Who in there that pretty much every page of the script, you're going, oh, I get that. Like, yeah, um, there's something new, something different. I think it's like straight from episode one that, that happens. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, right and from I the think- opening scene where yeah. the doctor's asking if she's ginger. Like, oh, it's by that. this point, it's tradition. Mm. I mean, <laughs> one of the things I've criticised the modern era about so much <coughs> is that it feels like Chris Chibnall doesn't know his canon. And this is right at the other end of the scale where Jacob yeah. writing really knows what he's doing. Definitely. definitely. He, he, I think he didn't the do the ginger his... thing. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> he didn't do the ginger thing, did he, with Jodie? I don't remember that. Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, well, there you go. Don't That's think immediately. Like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I think like the joy of Jacob's writing as well is not only is it perfect for any Doctor Who fan because it is so not packed in a bad way, but like packed with references in the best way possible that you can be listening to it and going, oh my gosh, this is just part of the Doctor Who canon. Um, but it's also really accessible for people who have never ever watched Doctor Who. Like I've had messages since the first episode aired of like friends of mine who've gone like, I've never watched an episode of Doctor Who. I've never wanted to watch an episode of Doctor Who. And I absolutely loved it. It was so fun to listen to. Um, he's just great. I'm just well done, Jacob. You're if you're amazing. listening to this, Jacob, we like- If you're you. listening. Oh, he will. <laughs> Hello, Jacob. <laughs> Um, won't say bad things about you uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm gonna say awful things he's horrible <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I was gonna say about like the accessibility of it because if like the references very much link it into like a long canon of Doctor Who and make it feel like a continuation of the series that we watch on TV just as much as like the big Finnish audios do it, it very much feels like the same thing and and at the same time yeah you can get people that haven't seen any bit of Doctor Who before and like will understand because the references will just sort of go over the head will be kind of funny to whoever like doesn't understand them um and actually again I think that's the thing that the current series doesn't do very well because like there could be more in there to remind us that it is the same show that's come before and this very much does remind us this is the same show it feels more like the show than the current show does, to be honest. <laughs> ah, so is this the podcast where we where we say bad things about the current series? I, I wasn't aware. Of oh, that. you can. <laughs> you can say nice things about it if you like. Oh well, that would be hard. Find but... if, yeah. <laughs> uh, the salad guy. This is true. <laughs> the salad guy is good. Um, see, I'm immediately gone quiet because I am looking at the notes because it turns out we did need them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we discuss what actually happens in the episode? Yeah, we should. Because probably. so far we've just 
raved about it endlessly without actually saying what happens. <laughs> We're talking about a whole lot of very positive nothing. <laughs> Go on then. Oh, am I doing it? Okay, I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah, we know you do the descriptions because I'm awful at it. So the Doctor crashes to Earth in the TARDIS and is immediately noticed by the unknown shade. And now we're going to stop talking about what actually happens to praise Richard for a moment, because the voice of the unknown shade is incredible. Creeps me out so much. <laughs> yeah, <very laughs> I, like actually when the shadow had turned up and like the whole unknown shade thing was going on, I actually slipped down in my chair and just sort of <sighs> hit on the floor. The classic hide behind the sofa when you're watching did, Doctor Who. I did. I did. <laughs> in the middle the of the list along as well. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing with the lights off which was both the best and worst decision I have ever made. Ooh, yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. You are in the shadows. <laughs> you are the shadow. You need to get out of the shadows. That's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> but yeah, the unknown shade is just genuinely so cool. I know I'm going back to raving, but it's worth it because the unknown shade is just such a brilliant villain, really. Mm. So, so creepy. I, I feel like this is the thing that could really scare kids. <laughs> There were times when I was like recording with Richard, like throughout the series, and I'd be genuinely frightened, like whilst doing the lines with him over Zoom. Like I, like I, I was fine. We were on, you know, opposite sides of the country, but still absolutely terrified of him, um, and of what he does with uh, like the unknown shade of the villain is just fantastic, um, and of such a worthy like adversary and villain for this series. Yeah, I was actually thinking about the Ninja and how it's such a good villain for audio in particular, mm. because you get, because if you got it on screen, you probably get like lots of creepy shadow. Like if the light lighting was done well, then it would look pretty good. I mean, you've seen it done before at Vashonarada, things like that. Mm. Um, but actually I think it's something that goes really well on audio because when, if you saw like a big sort of, blob of shadow on screen you didn't know where the voice was coming from it wouldn't mm. have the same scare factor as hearing that on audio and having to imagine where that's coming from and it's one of those things where the sound definitely does make the difference and yeah. having bits of it left to your imagination really do um make it scarier uh, so I think it's like a perfect choice for an audio monster really yeah I think um like uh, this is going to be, this is going to really show how much of a Doctor Who fan I am. Uh, I've seen Class. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I watched all of Class. Yeah, I None still haven't finished it. Uh, <laughs> You've still what? not finished? I literally rewatched it. You know what? The ending makes it all worth it because it just, it, it goes off the rails. It is. It's bonkers. It, like, honestly, I would have, I would have actually asked for a season two of Class just to see what, what on earth they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but the sort of, I guess, recurring villain of Class, I think it's just the first and last episode, but it's, it is literally like the shadow men or whatever they're called and i think that's a really good comparison in the sense that it's like oh yeah like they're, they're darkness and they control shadows and they're really edgy whoa class is such a cool show oh, teenagers should watch it but like it's it, it the budget can't match whatever they have in their imagination um mm-hmm. and so the thing about Vashnarada is it's great because they kind of worked within their limits and made something really creepy and you know m- 
it, it that works really well but when you have like a oh a being made out of shadow and then you see it and it's like not that great and it doesn't it, it doesn't match what you think in your head then it's it's you know it lessens the impact but here you don't have that you just have a creepy as hell voice yeah i think something else we should probably talk about at this point thinking about like audio and stuff like the sound starting with the theme tune because we have a theme tune guys guys the soundtrack oh my god i am obsessed i want i want it released like even for us like i want it released i want the album <laughs> so do i give me the band like we can't have a murray gold season 10 soundtrack done on us like it's not happening we're no, getting this thing be released. yeah I don't want to be featured on Doctor Who unreleased soundtracks, the YouTube channel, which we I'm sure we've all been to. <laughs> uh, I remember getting so excited. I know this is going sort of episode two thing, but we'll talk about it more in a minute. But um, actually, when I was doing a like, I heard a particular scene of mine back. Obviously there was no music when I was recording that. And then listening to it back and suddenly there's emotional music. I'm like, oh my God, I get emotional music. I, I was mm-hmm. absolutely losing it. Like I've never recorded something or like, to be fair, I've never acted before anyway, but like I've never had a project of mine where like there's been really, really funky music and it's just wonderful. I say funky, that's- it was emotional, but like, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just raving again, but it's worth No, it. honestly, that's exactly how I felt hearing like my I Am The Dog speech for the first time, which I heard actually for the first time a couple of months ago. Because oh yeah, I knew about that. <laughs> yeah, Jacob sent it to me. Um, just the speech with the music underneath, and I just freaked out. Like, <laughs> it's exactly what you're saying. It's like I'm speaking, and like someone's like playing a violin underneath my voice. Like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> it's like where did that orchestra come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, can I have this every day? Can I have this whenever I speak? <laughs> Oh yeah, wouldn't it be so great just to walk around normal life and have random orchestral music come in at appropriate moments? Mm. This is what I do. I I just put headphones in and I just put like the Doctor Who soundtrack on shuffle, and then that that is just your life. I do do that with this is Gallifrey all the time. (laughs) I'm I'm like, you are a smart, sassy, powerful time lady. You've got one of the big (laughs) collars on that makes you look like a frilled lizard. You've got swooshy robes that that fly out as you walk and you're just going to stride down Church Street like a boss. (laughs) I don't know why I'd be going that way. Actually, I don't really go that way anymore. But anyway. (laughs) Wait, why? Like, it's it's the main way to go. There's... It's not a lot of quicker ways. I'm in Giles Gate. <laughs> oh, oh, then yeah, then that's that's. Yeah. You, you it's go that depressing, way. isn't it? Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> never, never lived anywhere near there. Thank God. <laughs> 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 I was always three minutes away from my lectures. Ha ha. Podcast is such a really interesting term. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're now we're now doing a Durham housing. <laughs> hey, you know, we, I got to sidetrack a little bit. <laughs> I'm not in the first episode that much. Speaking of housing. Oh, God, I was just about to do that transition. And then I decided, I was like, is that too bad? <laughs> yes, it's awful. That's why I did it. <laughs> Truly terrible. Speaking of housing, one guy who would be appreciative to live anywhere. Stop is being the companion, mean. Jason Whitaker. 
Jason. <laughs> Stop making fun of homeless people. <laughs> I mean, oh, I am cry. I wrong? Oh dear. Uh, please, let's talk about Jason. <laughs> Please, I'm just going to be slightly dying in the background because I my eyes watered then and now I have mascara in my eye. So uh, <laughs> please continue while I uh, lose it. Unfortunately, it means we have to rave about, about Jacob again. Ugh. Because ah. being the annoying, multi-talented guy he is, he also plays Jason brilliantly. Brilliantly. <laughs> He's so good. He's I keep so... saying this about him. He's so good. Mm. That's like just a general thing for Jacob and now I'm gonna have to insult him like five times to make up for the fact that I said so good (laughs) (laughs) he's just just fantastic Jason like he's so just Jason like the character is so well-rounded to me like whenever we were recording anything or like within these episodes he's just so clearly there already I've I'm having to work to be the doctor every single time. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like Jacob comes in, it's like, he's just turns on Jason. And it's like, oh, okay, right, well. Do you think that helps? Like when you're being the doctor and you've got someone like that good by being your companion? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like we, I, I have had a couple of discussions with Jacob specifically about like the relationship between the doctor and Jason because they're like, I, I did a, quite a, I was a real nerd. I did quite a bit of prep for this role. Um, <laughs> I mean, Valid like, is the doctor. I've, yeah, I, I full on had like, I plotted out the series and the emotional arc of the doctor and where she was at every episode. I went a bit deep. And um, like, we talked a lot about like what the doctor saw in Jason and like how their relationship could develop before we started recording. And like, it just became so easy to do by like the third episode we started recording like I think you know everyone was really nervous the first couple episodes I think especially like trying to get episode one done because that was obviously a really big thing for Jacob um and trying to introduce like Jason and the doctor in that episode was like quite a big deal we were quite nervous about it and then like as the episode went on it was so weird where it's like I don't think I'd really ever had a conversation with Jacob at that point like just as Evie and Jacob, not <laughs> properly, but like already, like by like episode four, episode five, I was like, this is my best mate. We are going and like fighting monsters. This is amazing. Like it felt so natural. And like, we had all this history. He's so talented <laughs> at what he does. And he created this character so brilliantly that it just made my job 10 times easier. It just was so like, like there had never been like they were never characters it was just like this relationship was just there I feel like I've waffled on for a really long time no it's fine I I suppose it would have helped that like all the episodes were recorded in order as well because then you can like feel it building because obviously like when when it's done with tv um it's done in blocks and sometimes you won't know where they are at different points and you have to sort of get into different emotional places at different times but like you can sort of do it in a cohesive way which is yeah yeah, isn't kind it like of, yeah, it's nice. Isn't uh, Matt Smith his last episode was filmed first, and his first episode was filmed last? Oh. which is like very strange. When you watch it, it kind of oh, was that in the uh, in series in five. Series five, yeah. I 
feel like it was like one of the later ones was but you could see his hair goes a bit weird yeah yeah his hair is like <laughs> oh yeah it's clearly the they hadn't figured out the wardrobe there yet. But that's, I don't know. Is hair wardrobe? I don't know. I don't know TV. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I know. I remember another issue like that. It was when they did, um, uh, with the fourth Doctor, when they did Creature from the Pit before they did Destiny of the Daleks and they really hadn't figured out what Romana was going to wear. So she spends one episode in some like floaty number and then is like, no. Because <laughs> Lana was like, no. And then spends the rest of the time in just like actual practical clothes. Well, mostly. <laughs> I just yeah that's my Romana tangent because there's got to be one mm. nice. I feel like I should apologize to Jacob for putting Romana tangents in discussions of his episodes <laughs> he's not here yeah <laughs> we can do what we want. <laughs> yeah. yeah I can do what I like actually I cool. don't care who's yeah, Romana uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like vaguely know from like mentions of this character in the Doctor Who magazine do not get me so kid, I will put but... I, I don't watch Classic give Who. Give you so. a PowerPoint presentation. Like, don't. I have she watched will. one episode of Classic Who, and I'm not even going to say which one it is because it's so embarrassing. It's it's terrible and it's massively. Which dated. one? Now well, we I'm, I'm we genuine. To, I, I will tell you when know. we are not recording. That is actually how much <laughs> I'm not going to say. It's a bad one, though. It was just someone bought it for me. And, like, honestly, I look back and I'm like, why? <laughs> oh my God, it, I bet it's talons. No, it's not that. <laughs> Oh. So it's, it's a fifth Doctor episode. Oh, yeah, that is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Let's leave it there, and then we will ask at the end. And now all of our listeners have to try and speculate over what yeah, that was. Yeah. Put it in yeah. the yes. comments. There's no comments. <laughs> comments do like and subscribe. <laughs> Can you do that? We've become know. YouTubers. Or do better YouTubers than Ryan Sinclair. See, I've got another chicken order again. Well done. That's <laughs> the episode. Back to Jason. Yes, yeah, let's episode. return to Jason. Oh, another and thing. he's so gay. I was going to say, another thing Jacob does better than Chibnall. Gay people. They exist. Apparently they're here and we have to get used room. to it. Uh, gay rights. My son. Queer. That's <laughs> 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 my favourite line. <laughs> Hello. I, oh my God, people haven't heard Matthew the episode Redmond. and are listening to this. <laughs> my name is Matthew Redmond. I had one line in the first. I did. I had more than one line, but my my main line in the first episode was, "My son, a queer." Um, <laughs> but not delivered quite like no, that. <laughs> delivered considerably more aggressive than that. See, I love how we're laughing, but the scene was actually so it was brilliantly so done. It was, it was, it hurt. Like the another thing really Jake does really well is crafting really upsetting scenes that you're so emotionally invested in. Mm. Mm. And the, and the music again massively elevates it. Like it's mm. so sad. Ugh. Because um, I did I did have to do like a little um, he uh, Jacob asked me to like record like I think it, he was just like, could you just argue for like a minute? Like, just say whatever you think uh, a very homophobic father would just shout at his son and wife. And I did it for like three minutes. Uh, it was it was long. He was even after you listen, he was like, really hope your neighbors were listening. Was so <laughs> <laughs> that would have been extremely unfortunate. <laughs> no, I don't think. Uh, luckily, I think, uh, well, you know, I, I shouted really loudly beforehand. Don't worry, guys. It's just a performance. <laughs> This is acting! This is acting! <laughs> oh my. But sort of coming to the serious side of it, like mm. how 
do you think like that scene with his father it sort of reflects society like experiences that listeners would have had considering a large amount of Doctor Who's fan base is like queer or LGBT because I um, mean is this actually a question directed to me because <clears throat> no just in general like <laughs> because I feel like it's a really important thing to have portrayed in media because people can like yeah have their experiences reflected in the media that they're listening to and I think especially with Doctor Who as well, like, and again, I could be wrong, because I haven't watched any classic Who. Um, well, I have. I've watched one episode, but it was Unearthly Child, so I don't know if it counts. Oh, it's um, good, though. Yeah. It, well, yeah. You know what? It wasn't a bad one. Um, yeah, I think especially with Doctor Who, like, you get characters like Bill, where it's, like, you know, outwardly queer, but actually you don't get that kind of, like, real journey with, like, with them, which I guess is, like, a positive thing as well. Yeah, just having an established queer character like mm-hmm. queer from the beginning yeah. and just is yeah. that way but what I think-, I think wonderful about jason as a character is that we have the it's established that he's you know gay and uh you know there's all of the backstory with um damien and we see how that relationship progresses throughout the series and it's clearly like an important part of his identity while at the same time you know and getting all of the backstory with the parents and at the same time mm-hmm. It's not something that like fully drives the plot. Like it's not a boohoo being gay is awful story, but still acknowledging that his life has been made more difficult because of prejudices that he's faced. Definitely. It's it's sort of like um he's established this great, even though like he is accepting of himself in that way. And like, cause usually it's a journey of self-discovery when you get the whole mm. sort of um gay journey story I don't know how to describe that you know what I mean like yeah. this a, like a coming of age story it's it's not really like that because he's already uh, he already knows Simon's but story. it's the fact it's the fact that like we can see yeah like you say how his life has been made more difficult mm. and I think that that will resonate with a lot of people that are listening and I think that's something yeah. that Doctor Who hasn't done very much before because like you say with Bill it's good to have at least one gay person on telly that's not got some sub story about it like it's nice because you get a lot of other people like a lot of other characters that do have that and it's sort of like Mm -hmm. having that sexuality has to come with a whole load of baggage and really traumatizing scenes so it's nice as a queer person to look at that and go oh they're just happy good (laughs) but then it's also (laughs) like on the flip side really important to have these sort of scenes and I think that's something Doctor Who is yet to explore and I think that the TV show should have more things like this because this was done just so brilliantly we just gotta praise it a little bit because wow I think I think there's kind of two things about it really like one is like Jason's situation is almost almost the worst case scenario that that kind of thing plays it's it's definitely the thing that every single like um in the closet team is is like their biggest fear mm. um is <clears throat> like you don't even get to come out like it's found out you're found out and suddenly like your entire life falls apart and uh and and it's not even one of those things where it's like you get inside your own head and you're like oh my god like what's what could it be oh no uh, you know it's, it's something that you make worse in your mind it's a thing that actually happens um Hmm. it's a thing that happened to people I knew when you know when I was a teenager like it's not completely out there 
Um, and there are plenty of people like Jason, um, Jason's dad that would, that, that is exactly how the situation would go down. Um, and it's horrible. And I think it's, it's good that this is being shown, that it's not shown as like completely hopeless, that there is obviously, it's, it's a part of his character. It's not all of his character. Yeah. It's actually quite a small subset of it, but it's, you know, it's, it's tied into his arc and where in his journey. Um, whereas something like Bill, uh, still great character. And yes, it's great that it's like, it, it wasn't put in and then they weren't like trauma oh gritty it's because, because they I focused mean, on her mum instead yeah. and that was yeah. the, the place mm. she was coming from that she sort of needed to work through rather than her sexuality which was fairly refreshing but with Jason like I love I I just love it that like it does reflect things that happen to people in society but then you see someone go through basically one of the worst case scenarios like being outed being kicked out and then you watch him have a good time like yeah. working through things actually having a good time getting to a good place and showing people that it's like life isn't all bad <laughs> like you can have things like that happen to you and then still go on and do incredible things and you can time travel you can still time travel if that <laughs> yeah. happens to you don't worry can, I, can you I still time you travel if you're gay <laughs> <laughs> the TARDIS just like closes his doors <laughs> Like, it's a minor point, but I just love how, like, from the doctor's perspective, like, she never says, oh, you know, that's really awful. Something like that happened to me once, and this is my experience, you know, prejudice. She just kind of goes, I'm really sorry. Because really- some things you don't understand, and I think, I like that the yeah. doctor actually understood that, like, I will not understand this, but I can still sympathise with you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Imagine having a doctor that can sympathise. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm feeling there. a bit socially awkward right now. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> if you'd said that? <laughs> oh, I'm going to need like a proper recording of you saying that, doing the line. <laughs> Brilliant. Just an edit. Yeah. <laughs> we could do it as an outtake or something. Could you imagine me or my doctor going, nah, sorry, Jason. <laughs> and emotions today (laughs) nah you're right you're right that's so not me what if you randomly got angry for no reason and like you know (laughs) it's not for no reason but you wait i mean well oh yeah for sure when you you get angry it's for a reason yeah no i'm not saying a word i'm not saying a word because i love it too much i love it too much (laughs) i'm excited speaking of the doctor and jason their interactions are brilliant. <clears throat> oh, right from the start. I just, fantastic. Oh, my voice has gone a bit croaky. Hang on. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not dying anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, the interactions right from the beginning are just brilliant. Like, honestly, you can tell that they're going to have a good relationship and good chemistry right from the like very, very start. And honestly, the, like, the first scene with... <laughs> Them together is actually hilarious because I hadn't heard it played out before because like I wasn't in that episode so I kept away from it so I knew bits mm-hmm. about it um and I'd heard I think I ended up hearing the first 17 minutes when that promo came out and then the rest of it I just not heard a thing so it was great to like watch all of that unfold because obviously I knew like how their relationship was from episode two onwards because I'm in that one um and 
yeah it was great to see like where they began and how they started off like bantering it was sweet I love it I'm so proud of it I really am you should be and I think again going back to Jacob is fantastic it's like the writing that makes it work oh Um, definitely you know the right you like acting can only take you so far you've got to have the writing to go with it and like his writing is just so brilliant for the chemistry between them Mm. like there's the scene where the unknown shade comes in um and the doctor's like Jason think of a name and Jason's like I don't want to think of a name she's like come on I can't remember my own name just think of a name for this villain and he starts like you know (laughs) I do that and she's like oh I love it it's so dramatic like I, I remember reading that for like the callbacks or something and I I again was a bit of a nerd and just like really studied for the callbacks I was like practicing like three times a day getting this role um and so I did that scene so many times and I was just like this chemistry like this this banter is just so it's so like lovable but do you know what I mean like it's just it's, you, you immediately are like endeared towards them both and yeah 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 but it's still kind it, of like situated in they have still just met like there's the banter but they've still just met and as you dear listener uh <laughs> the series as it goes on like that banter develops into more friendship and you can see the journey of that Jacob you <laughs> are that rap scallion <laughs> Oh my. Um, yeah, are we wanted to talk about more from episode one, or should we talk about episode two? And we briefly discussed the final scene, not the oh, final, yes. final scene. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, we haven't. The confrontation <laughs> scene between the Doctor and the Unknown Shade. That was incredible. It was that scene. Yeah, very much. I love. I love in your notes. You've got Doctor Burns in all capital. Wait, what? Oh, there. Oh, there is. Burn with me, Doctor. I wasn't reading them. Oh dear. Incredible. I mean, everything about that scene is perfect. The music, the sound design, the script, the way Evie delivers it. Everything is perfect i was kind of squeeing a bit <laughs> like, the <laughs> so long. like we, we were all on zoom with our cameras on and our sound muted and i was jumping up and down in my chair like punching the air just generally squealing and i was in fact doing that out loud just for reference <laughs> <laughs> i was extremely excited about it so was I, I. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a very much a like, you know when you get that moment as a fan where you watch uh, a new doctor for the first time and you're sort of thinking well how are they going to do this like am I going to like them and you get further and further into the episode and then they'll have a moment like that a very much I am the doctor moment and that's the sort of moment where you're going to be thinking oh yeah I'm going to like this one or maybe I won't and it was very much that moment was a this is my doctor <laughs> hashtag my doctor yeah yeah <laughs> I'm actually gonna cry like this is so nice <laughs> do it I dare you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know I will <laughs> actually no I don't want to make the doctor cry never mind <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it I was uh, well, I was listening to it with my uh, brother and I think the great thing about the scene is like even though you do get like an explanation later just in case you don't quite catch it um, he, he obviously wasn't part of production he didn't read the script so he, uh, when he turns around as it's happening and is like oh is she using like a regeneration energy is that how it's happening because it's got the sound effect and I'm like hey you're not the biggest fan of Doctor Who, and even you immediately picked up on that. Like, 
it's just a very well done scene from not just the writing, but obviously amazing acting and like sound design and music. Everything just comes together. We got to shout out the sound design, definitely. Mm. Like we've we've, you know, we love the soundtrack, but the sound design as well. Is- well, there's a lot of things you just wouldn't yeah. get without it. With audio, yeah. it's so crucial because mm. at least with um, TV, there are some things where if the sound design's a bit shoddy, that's fine because you can see what's happening. But with audio, it is like the most crucial element because it's part of our eyes. We can't understand what certain things are unless we hear them. Yeah. And they've got to sound right. Like they've got to sound like you're like in this world. Otherwise you can't really enter it. You can't feel like you're there unless you hear it. Because um, otherwise you just don't have enough senses to conceptualize it. So yeah. Um, the sound design is crucial and I think it just nails it. I, I was so impressed because I'd not heard anything from the first episode at all. Um, and you don't get like the full extent of it in trailers and stuff. So listening to the episode properly and hearing the work that's been done on it to like create this whole environment is just incredible. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it sounds like completely not like you would get with a student production where sometimes you get bits that aren't quite right or whatever or it doesn't sound quite professional it sounds like a big finish audio like mm. it I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say incredible again because I can't think up any other words because I'm not uh, because no because it is though like it, it truly is just so like not better than it deserves to be maybe like for a student production like better than people are expecting like definitely I've had so many I think lots of people have been pleasantly surprised by that they think it's going to be fairly janky and not quite right because oh yeah Yeah. there's students that have done this and then everyone's just absolutely blown away by it because it's it just sounds perfect like it like it's supposed to yeah well that's a not very professional opinion but hey I'll give it (laughs) it just it's like something that we're all so proud of though isn't it like you know and like having it, and we were going to be proud of it, like, I think no matter what happened and no matter how, you know, cruddy it sounded. And like the fact that it sounds incredible and it sounds professional and we're getting such good response and feedback from it, from like non-Husok people. is ju- It just like is the cherry on top of the cake, isn't it? It's just, it's such a joyous thing to be a part of. It's just the ultimate fan experience, being able to make your own, version of the show you love so much and sharing it with other fans that love the show just like you and then saying yeah your interpretation of it is really good like it's just so validating honestly and I say that as someone that's only like, in a few episodes this season and like even, <laughs> even then it's validating um but actually before we go on to episode two because we probably should because we've been nattering um <laughs> The, the TARDIS basically kidnapping Jason. <laughs> yes. I, I, I forgot it. that happened. Oh my gosh, that was such a fun surprise when we were You weren't going to take him. <laughs> yeah, the Doctor turns down Jacob's request. Jason's Leaving request. a little gay homeless boy out of the cold. Well, the, the Doctor never just takes like one guy. That, that, that never happens. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor has to take, you know, a good crew. It's it, 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 it's like a club, you know. There's there's a ratio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
think that's what happened the last time the TARDIS. Oh, actually, no, it might not be the last time the TARDIS kidnapped someone, but like the most famous time the TARDIS kidnapped somebody is essentially Ian and Barbara. <laughs> like, they're going <laughs> and just like, oh, fairness, that okay. wasn't the TARDIS, that was the doctor kidnapping them. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, but it's like the kidnapping incident, but like that it's was true. like, oh, we've got to get more people for the gang. But this time the TARDIS, TARDIS was like, no, you need company. I'm shutting the door, we're going. <laughs> Yeah, I actually quite like that the TARDIS made that, de- that decision. Like the TARDIS yeah. has heard other companions saying you shouldn't be on your own and is sentient enough to just say, this one's a good one, keep him. Yeah. <laughs> actually, the companions that have the approval of the TARDIS just are the best ones. And yes, that was a slight dig at Clara. The TARDIS yes, I noticed. <laughs> I wasn't rising to it, but now that you've said it, how dare you? <laughs> are we no, not allowed to that. dig on I'm Clara? Oh, no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, only in front of Joseph. <laughs> I do it anyway, it's tragic. though. It's tragic. Like, don't we care. don't know. Like, we, I think we've talked, Jacob has, like, kind of hinted, I guess, that he doesn't know either. But what happened to the Doctor before she regenerated into um, the 14th Doctor and to me? That feels really weird saying. Uh, <laughs> like, we have no idea what happened. We have no idea what happened to her previous companions. Like, as you go through the series, there are some hints, possibly, as to what might have happened. Um, but like even we don't know so who knows where the doctor was emotionally before she regenerated like maybe she was in a really bad place and like this is she usually is I mean she usually on. is <laughs> she, she usually is never not in a bad it's just trauma on trauma I on mean, trauma yeah. or maybe the TARDIS just like really liked Jason and was like you know what you're a fun lad let's go like I think it's just, I love that concept yeah, mm. have just... the TARDIS as a character as well oh, or, I mean obviously the TARDIS always is a character but even in our series mm-hmm. this is its own entity and like controlling the plot yeah, I really love it when the TARDIS goes a bit sentient. I, again, I think that's something that the TV show doesn't explore enough, that the yeah. TARDIS is also a character. I think Big Finish does it better. A lot of the Eighth Doctor stuff has the TARDIS being fairly sentient, sort of, and the Doctor treats her as more sentient as well. Um, but like the most we really get in the TV show is things like the Doctor's wife, like episodes mm-hmm. like that, but there's not a whole lot else. Honestly, like especially in New Who, I feel like there's a bit more earlier, like the Doctor referring mm. rather affectionately to the TARDIS and the TARDIS sort of going wrong. But yeah, I love the TARDIS as like another grown entity that can make decisions as well. Mm. I just find it really lovely. I'm just contemplating that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh. grinning. I'm just grinning. <laughs> yeah, we should probably go on to talk about episode two. Woo! Yes. Sounds big headed, but I'm in that one. Wow. Yes. We oh, no, we're all in it. <laughs> hey, we are. Um, but yeah, I, I have to say, this one's incredibly good. It's it's so fun. And now I get to say I've been a Doctor Who. Yeah. I was literally sending my mum text like, look, I've made it. <laughs> oh it's it's just wonderful but um yeah I should probably say a bit about what happens in R&R because I've not um again I've not prepared the the description because I again I'm not a uh, professional in any sense of the word um, attack of the squids <laughs> attack of the squids well just so... the one squid really 
We love hot well, fuzz you know, references that's in that's the that's podcast. That's two. That's two, two squids. I mean, well, I guess there's also th- well, you know, there's two that attack. But you had to say the thing. Jacob will appreciate it anyway. It's fine. Um, but yeah, basically, um, R and R. Sorry, I was getting distracted again. I really shouldn't. <laughs> See, this is this is what I meant uh, before recording about this going to be a car crash because I'm involved. This this always happens. Um, so the planet Popolia is home to a luxury resort. The Doctor visits after every regeneration. As she relaxes, Jason investigates, discovering a hidden plot. Because all this time, the Calipari has been watching. Very dramatic. <laughs> but yeah, it's a dramatic way of saying Attack of the Big Squid things. <laughs> that sounds really reductive. Jacob, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, some of the squids are good. Uh... I mean, technically I'm Most half squid. Yeah, you're a purple person. Don't That's... be racist. <laughs> <laughs> I just, re- I like, had completely forgotten that line was in it's there. It's deep and then when magenta, he said it, I was actually. Like, huh. <laughs> I'm not oh. prejudiced. Wait, that sounds like I am prejudiced. I'm like, yeah. No, actually, doesn't... I don't know how you'd be prejudiced against purple people like that's just cool <laughs> i mean that opens up so many more questions right? <laughs> <laughs> i think like, i don't know how you're prejudiced against anyone but you know apparently yeah. some people are so Actually, people there probably are be just more... cool i'll have to ask jacob about this but there's probably more prejudice on propolia for the fact that like she doesn't have big squishy tentacles yeah <laughs> a bipedal person uh what <laughs> Yes, you don't squelch as you walk. <laughs> wow, okay, that's weird. That's you mean you can sneak up on people? That sounds terribly untrustworthy to me. <laughs> oh, to be fair, Daisy's sneaky. I like her a lot. Yeah, this is bad. We're creating stereotypes for a fiction. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Happening again. Oh, we should talk about the spa, though. Mm, the mm. doctor going to the spa every regeneration. I think that's incredible. It's such a cool concept. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the doctor go for a nice day of rest and relaxation. Mm. <laughs> no, I just I... find it quite sweet, like the idea of all of the different doctors in their stupid outfits turning up to, you know, get a massage, lie there in a towel with cucumber over their eyes. <laughs> and isn't it? Is am I right in thinking that like the doctor scheduled it for every day, like? So one day he'd be, you know, regeneration number six. And then the next day it would be regeneration number seven coming in. Yeah. I do, well, yeah, it's implied that that's what goes on. I think that's really funny. Like, if you were to think about that from the perspective of, like, Daisy's mum. Like, <laughs> I need to work every day and it's just, like, this random person rocks up and, like, hi, I'm the doctor. And she's like... Sure. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. You, but also you were yesterday, but whatever. She's really not had time to process this either. She treats the doctor like an old friend. It's been less than a week. <laughs> if it's every is... day, it's literally been less than a week. Oh, no, then it's been two weeks, surely, if there's like 14th Doctor. Uh, it's not all of the bodies. It starts with five. Oh, like, oh, it starts with five. Oh, that's worrying. But, but like, you know, they at least miss 13. Yeah. Yeah. But for all we know, the war doctor shows up. And like it, it, in general, oh my God. Imagine every him, single day. Like the, the towel cucumber over eyes moment, <laughs> getting a facial. Yeah. It's just like you could, like, every single day, this person has come into the spa with a new character arc. You're just like, oh my God, they're moody today. 
I think How it was the, quiet again. <laughs> the the spa was um the spa was a risky move I feel with Jacob because like the previous Doctor Who spa episode mm. uh, was not very good. <laughs> so, this is replacing that one. Shall yeah, we? this is that. <laughs> but what if it was great all the yeah. way through? And what if uh, they had a villain who everyone loved? Um... I mean, in fairness, the villain in this is brilliant. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> it Honestly, does I'm sure he'd accept his, his son's coming out. Uh. <laughs> Matt, you like you're so so perfect in the role. Like it's so funny. <laughs> it's so so funny. Was it in the in this um in the script where it was like um it's like a, a an octopus with like a smoker's cough mm-hmm. <laughs> direction? And like I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, that's. Perfect. Never smoked a day in my life. Uh, <laughs> it is literally like I But have you could do the voice. Yeah, like, I can wow. do it. Do the a, voice, do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, is it any different from my it is very different from my normal voice? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um oh God, it was great as well. So, like, you know, Evie's there talking about her dream to become the doctor or whatever. Like, when I was a kid, I knew that was the lame role because I mean they, we've already had Matt Smith as the Doctor. We don't need me to do basically the same thing. Um, <laughs> but the villains uh, were always my go-to. Any villain in any, like, uh, give me give me Simon Pegg in season one of New Who. Oh, like, give me... Yes. Oh, the editor. Give me... Um, well, the editor um, is totally a Time Lord. Just have a new regeneration, please. Okay, yeah, no, yeah sure. Uh, <laughs> fan theories aside. Uh, also, the, what was it, Vampires in Venice? <laughs> like, just... If there's just like kind of a villain that feels like they belong in like a B movie horror, <laughs> like <laughs> like they're there, they're having fun, you know, they're chewing the scenery, like yeah. they're just they're very clearly queer coded, like but but in a fun way. <laughs> um, I I was just when when See, this is why I like Missy so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And when uh, when Jacob master. was like, Matt, do you want to be a part of this? I was like, yes, please make me a villain. I, I want to be the hammiest villain that you have. Um, and I basically just got to do that with Wilbur. He's, he's so great. And uh, on, the, on the voice, I was like, hello. Uh, <laughs> we're going to the spa today. Hi, I'm Wilbur Waternews. Which, by the way, is just the name of the crab from Monsters from Inc. Monsters Inc, right? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only one who notices this. It's, it's like I don't know. If, I, I did put this in the chat, but I'll, I'll put it in the in this podcast for all of you. But it's like I'd kidnap a thousand doctors before I'd let this company die. Like, <laughs> that is literally the plot of this episode. Uh, that was amazing. The fact that you spend most of it chasing like a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's, he is he's just hopping to bed, like bye. It's like he has this whole thing where he's like, you know, he's like, don't you dare try to get past me, Jason. And he's like, okay, I'm just gonna shove you aside. And then he's like, no, wait, I have a gun that I decided not to use earlier. <laughs> like he's very much not in control of the situation because he's like he thinks he's a genius. So that's his. That's the folly of Squid. Was this the character where you went on the um, capitalist image? <laughs> Was this the uh, one? This yes, is the this one where, the one. yeah, this is, there's the line where um, uh, Jason goes just like, or is it, or is it you, Evie? I can't remember. Um, 
Oh it's, yes. It's like oh, I think it's Jason. He's like oh, hurting innocent people is like okay. And the line is, I'm going to be rich. I could hardly care. But I would. I did it twice uh, just to just to annoy J- Jacob. Uh, I-, I went. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> I'd hardly care. Because <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's that is that is the message of the episode. And yeah. dare I say it, the whole of Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Capitalists never win, uh, except when they do all the, the time. Kablam. Uh, <laughs> we've gotten so much chibnall dunking into this <laughs> jacob is gonna love us <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's iconic um i just want to rave about daisy for a bit because she's so cute mm-hmm. i really enjoy playing her she's she's adorable <laughs> and you play her brilliantly yes yeah i've now oh. said that to all of you because it's true <laughs> Her relationship with her mom is like, mm, that's, I, I audibly like, I can't, I can't, I don't have a camera. And also this is a podcast, so I can't make the heart symbol with my hands. So that's oh. the noise. Oh, that's what that was. I don't know. That didn't. I think I thought it conveyed it very well. But like, that sounded like know? what you'd do if, it, if you made a human heart into a whoopee cushion. Actually, I wonder if that would work. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> See, that's me going from, yes, I play a very sweet little 15-year-old half-squid, and then can you make your whoopee cushion out of a human heart? <laughs> this is the difference between me and the character. I go to dark places. <laughs> actually, talking of dark places, actually, it's not quite. The it, vets, it goes. Uh... No, but no. <laughs> She's good. Actually, I yeah. This I can't believe we had an Among Us tie-in. Uh... I mean, considering oh, how much Jacob hates Among Us, it's impressive. <laughs> no, don't you remember that social we did where he he drew out the Among Us? <laughs> yeah, that was that was fantastic. fantastic. So good. Anyway, <laughs> these are just in jokes. You're never going to find out what these are, listener. <laughs> Jacob's us at this point, honestly. Yeah. Very, very much so. <laughs> um. But actually, I really love the Jason and Daisy scenes. Mm. It's it's really nice to like have. That. I really enjoyed doing them. Anyway, uh, the one in the 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 bedroom. I I don't want to go into it because, like, you know, I want people to listen to it. Now. <laughs> but it's I can't sort of sum it all up because it was just so lovely to do that and then to hear it back and have um, emotional music all over the top and oh, just getting the opportunity to do that in like a Doctor episode was great and I very much enjoyed it. But the Number comedy one, was equally cool, oh. like the the whole vent thing. But yeah, sorry, what are you going to say, Matt? I, I was just saying, like the number one sound effect uh, of the entire uh, episode was uh, Jacob, uh, well, Jason like smothering his face in pillows. Uh, <laughs> did Jacob actually like... do that with a pillow in the recording? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he did. Oh, wow. Yeah, he actually good. got a pillow and just put it did. over his face. <laughs> yeah. That's what we call folly, uh, or folly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, obviously, they go back to episode one, but when, whenever Damien and Jason had to kiss, <laughs> just like smooching his hand. <laughs> well, don't ruin the magic. No, they kiss and we recorded that. it. Uh... <laughs> it's not like you could do 
I, I don't know how they do it in like big finishes stuff because actually there's not many thinking about it but but we all recorded like remotely so we were nowhere near each other <laughs> like we could see each other but like we're in our little zoom boxes we couldn't yeah. do anything I don't know how you do that with COVID regulations uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit difficult but yeah, the comedy in this episode was great the the whole scene with events just getting to have friendly banter with Jason was fun I, I just love that scene and like oh can can we just talk about the strong hands line yes we can yes! we absolutely can <laughs> oh my that was just so iconic and Joseph the delivery of that because <laughs> we were all like so in the listen along we were all like the, oh Josephine camp's going out <laughs> It's going to be great. I loved it. I had so much fun. <laughs> I mean, those of you who are in the live listen know quite how much I lost it when I appeared in the episode. <laughs> For those of you who weren't, I literally fell off my chair. <laughs> I love that you knew exactly when it was coming as well. Yes, and I still literally fell off my chair. <laughs> because I was in Doctor Who. Yeah, it, oh, it's just so I don't know unreal. how the rest of you keep it together so well because um, I just can't. Oh, I didn't because I wasn't at the live listen at the point where I heard myself in it for the first time. Um, I was actually having my ear talked off by my housemate in the kitchen. So I was having to do it internally because she didn't know what I was listening to at the time. Um, so I, I was trying to make pasta and just like on the verge of tears in the kitchen like oh. but also trying to have a conversation at the same time but trying to process the fact that I'm in Doctor Who it's real I'm just so grateful to like be able to do this because like I didn't think I'd actually get a part I auditioned just for fun um because there's a character later that I knew that I'd probably get for reasons you'll realize um but no spoilers <laughs> no um but yeah so to have like more than one character in this and like get to do a variety of things was was great I think I'm I'm just gonna like put that out there so everyone knows how grateful I am (laughs) just to go like really soppy for a bit um please do panini and the panini was tough and we started this pandemic, not panini, but like the pandemic. I call it a Panasonic, like it's it's fine. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um and yeah, we like we got cast in this, I guess like what was it, 14 months ago now? So like, you know, first term of last year, um, things were still pretty, pretty bad. Um, and then we ended up recording it a couple of months later when we were you know, I think it was like when we start recording, like February, March time of last year. So like, yeah. you know, it was it was a tough time. It was a really difficult time, and like personally, this really got me through it. Like it was such a kind of beacon of light to be like creating this with you guys. Um, and you know, it's a, a joy to like be in Doctor Who. I think for all of us, and then also to have had it come at this point in our lives as well, when it's like we needed this kind of escapism at this point in time. And now, like a year on, you know, with things um, considerably better than they were, still not great, but considerably better, and we get to like share that joy that we had at that time with everyone. It's just, oh, I'm sorry to get sappy, but it, yeah. it's. it's no, I, f- I feel right. I feel the same, but honestly, that's the joy of 
Doctor Who because yeah whenever you need the Doctor most they're there in that blue box and I think that is something that we all needed and like you say it's so lovely to be able to share that afterwards because like I think <laughs> a lot of Doctor Who fans will know when life is at its lowest you can just head back into that world of Doctor Who and suddenly everything is just that little bit better again and that's why it, it means so much the the sound of the TARDIS it brings hope wherever it goes and mm. it's so true yeah mm. oh, and like even Rivers Lion the Goodman goes for like the word doctor it means healer and wise man throughout the universe we get that word from you like uh, the doctor is in essence a healer but in far more ways than we can like comprehend and it works on the audience just as much as it does as those in the show and um to be able to like create that and put our energy into that at a time that was very difficult for a lot of people I think it's just a wonderful thing to be able to do and um yeah very grateful to Jacob for like making it happen because it wouldn't have happened without him and he did it without killing her and extracting all her regeneration energy <laughs> imagine <laughs> Great time. You know, yeah. I would have, you know, I I thought it was a good plan. Um, <laughs> I wrote yeah, a very... I think so did the doctor at one point, didn't she? It was like, yeah. oh, it'd be quite fun to be a spa treatment. <laughs> I, and I, you know what? I, I, I'll point out, I'll, I'll point out, the doctor kind of merci- mercilessly uh, lets uh, Wilbur die in this episode. Absolutely, I'm he say just it. murders him. No, for sure. <laughs> like, completely remorseful. I get it, I get it, you know. Forgot. People with guns, that's a big no-no. Uh, that's clearly a trigger. And uh, <laughs> I, I understand where it went wrong. But at the same time, it's like, if if the doctor was let out somehow, I assume through some sort of like pressing a button or, or a lever, where was that when Wilbur could have... It's fine. He's the he's the big villain. He got to die. Uh, no, it's got to be through I'm, his own doing. I'm absolutely less. on your side with that one. We were, we were listening at the, the like live listen through. And um, I full on was like, I, I completely forgot that the Doctor straight up murders Wilbur. <laughs> like, <it was laughs> such a jarring plot point. But that's... On. But that makes it feel like Doctor Who. That makes yes! it feel because it's yes! like, yes, it's it's like moral perfectionism. It's like, oh, everyone's just so wonderful and they're so awful. And then you're like, but also they're just gonna murder him. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and you know what? I think it in a clever way, and this is me kind of BSing my way through this, but in a clever way, it does kind of hint at some of the like darker characteristics mm. of that we've always kind of had throughout the series, but we will see as well in our series too. There are points where the doctor gets quite angry or, you know, um, has to have quite difficult conversations. And that it's quite a nice kind of set up to that. Where in, in episode one, she's very, very like bubbly and, um, you know, all clever and like using regeneration energy and everything. Um, and in this, it's maybe just like that little hint of darkness. I love that because a lot of the bubbliest doctors tend to be some of the darkest. And yeah. I love that contrast. So for the 14th Doctor to sort of be one of those in a way, um, they're one of my favourite types of doctor, completely. I just wonderful. Also, she was never meant to be either. I've talked to Jacob about this and Jacob always conceptualised the 14th Doctor as like much more like 12. And then I came in and like, Tennant is my favorite doctor. So I did it 
a little you can hear the influence of tenant in my performance i think definitely i could i could feel a bit of 11 as well to be honest because that's yeah. the, the sort of bubbly that turns dark sort of doctor yeah yeah so i i think um i wasn't quite what was meant to be the 14th doctor it wasn't really what was conceptualized um but i like my versions so uh, i was gonna say I, it does work because like it's sort of that collaboration with the script like you get a fantastic script to work with but then you put your own spin on the doctor and yeah. and play her in the way that you see her which is like I think really important because otherwise you can't really give a good enough performance you can't like you need a good script to work with but you can't rely on that completely like with a role like the doctor you've got to interpret it in a way that like works for that character and yeah. I think you do that really well. <laughs> I love your doctor. Thank you. I can, love I you a, oh, can I have a small gush about the production in general? Because like, there's just of course. I yeah. mean, I mean, we've been doing that for like, <laughs> no, I know, about I know. an hour. But I know, yeah. I know. I, but, I wonder like, how long this like... is. Actually, we should probably like wrap up soon. But yeah, have your okay. Gush. I'll be quick. I'll be quick about it. But I think that like Doctor Who is at its best, and it's kind of links into what I said earlier. But Doctor Who is at its best when everyone doing it is having fun. Like, even Definitely. if the writing wasn't amazing, which it is, and even if the acting wasn't perfect, which it is, but, like, you can just tell that we all went nuts for this, you know? We were all like, yes, we're, we're doing Doctor Who. We're going to do it better than current Doctor Who. Like, that was some motivation for some of us. Um, <laughs> and, like... <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, like, you know, everyone was just coming in. They were giving it all, and it's it's... You can tell it when you listen to it. You can just tell, oh, even if someone came in and had like, you know, one homophobic uh, line, like, you know, they... <laughs> you had a lot of fun saying that, didn't you? I had, I had loads of fun saying that. <laughs> oh, um, and, and just, yeah, and just in general, that is, in my opinion, what makes uh, this series so great. I'm really excited because I, I haven't even read the scripts for the <laughs> I'm not in so I'm very excited to hear those oh they're saying there's so much I still don't know about it and it's it's brilliant I can't wait to watch all of this unfold but yeah what you're saying about um like people having fun doing it makes it better it it so does and it's so true even with the tv show because you get things like you get such a long history with Doctor Who we've got 60 years worth of stuff and the more fans that you get that have grown up and gone into production, just the better it gets because they have that passion to make the, the show work and to put their own spin on like the story that they've loved for so long. So getting fans to do Doctor Who is probably the best way to do it. I mean, that's how Big Finish happened. And honestly, I think they make some of the best Doctor Who that is going. Um, after us, of course. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think we have a few questions, actually. Um, question. I will have to find them again, because <laughs> we did, we did have... By, as in, like, questions... Because we always end our podcast. podcast with questions, so they're, yeah. um, they're not serious, don't worry. Whose <laughs> stock isn't serious? <laughs> <laughs> what is your social security number? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a few from Warner. Um, uh, she asked, if you were Jason, who do you want to stab with your switchblade? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot going he hard. I love his switchblade. He's a little stabby boy. <laughs> He's a little stabby, a little boy. stabby boy. Oh um, my goodness. I don't know. One of my exes, maybe. 
Great. Now I can't say no. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Boris Johnson. My first thought was Thatcher, but then <laughs> I can't. I, is it is it a spoiler to say that she might have? I'm trying to think, isn't the, what's the episode title? Because if the episode title is like Iron Lady, then that's definitely <laughs> well, not a story. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, well, it's out now. It's out now. It's episode now. seven, we get to meet Margaret. Yes. And actually, Lorna does such a good job. <laughs> like, true. I actually kind of don't want to stop her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <What>? uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's that sounds bad. She's that already dead, it's fine. Her. You just dance on her grave. It's yeah. I'd like to stab <laughs> okay, a okay. slice of bacon. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm that's the right answer. Yes, <laughs> but not a vegetarian. Uh, oh, <laughs> cut through the top crusty layers of a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Who with a switchblade. That's <laughs> very. I, I just unleashed my inner Garfield. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, we're that's not where I thought that was going, but um. Lorna also asked, what would be your ideal post-regeneration spa treatment? I quite like a good scented steam room myself. I've never been to the spa. (gasps) I've been once and there was this like a whole bunch of different steam rooms all with different themes and different smells and that was like the best thing. The Georgian flower garden theme pumping out rose smells was like the best thing I've ever done. I mean, I like. Don't get me wrong. It's not for want of trying. It is just like you know, you <laughs> can't just, just go like... to the spa by yourself for your first time. Going to to be fair, to... it was a present. Mm, exactly, <laughs> it's fine. But like, they just yeah. had like a Victoria, uh, like a Georgian flower garden painted on the walls, rose smell, and then like um, Tweety Birds playing. It was it was a bit like Amy's choice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the whole Dream Lord deal. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's kind of relaxing. I'd do that. Not a big fan of spas. I don't. I don't like going. Well, not anymore. Make me uncomfortably hot. So I don't like steam rooms and stuff. But I do like um, hot tubs. Oh, nice one. Oh yes. I okay, like no, going from the hot that. tub into the pool, where like you get really hot, and then you're like, had enough of that. I'm going to cool down. It's very Roman of you. Pool. <laughs> and um, yeah, I and then you're dissatisfied with the cold so you go into the hot oh well i am anyway well that, that's exactly <laughs> what the romans always did like that was the the point of exactly, the Roman bath. They exactly. had so many so yeah, i i probably valid. would say um just just a pool <laughs> just a pool just, just some water <laughs> I, I i think you should try it this really cool sleeping pod thing that we have uh, really? <laughs> take your breath away <laughs> assuming joseph will end up saying a massage <laughs> well who would not want strong hands? Strong hands. <laughs> I'm frightened. <laughs> eyebrows, eyebrows. Uh, so just praise of that line because it is like the ultimate line of that episode. And you just, I think everyone cheered when that happened. Yeah, everyone did <laughs> cheer. Everyone did cheer. I mean, it I is, it's, it's so perfectly villain. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> so another question was what resource would an evil Calipari drain from you? And I will go first and say gay. <laughs> <laughs> just the pure force of that energy um chaos nice i think also the, the knowledge i currently have of doctor who because it's like basically my brain is an encyclopedia i have no room for anything else um you're, which you're is just quoting the rings of akatan right now like i mean 
<laughs> oh please no, not the Rings of Akaten. <laughs> Why do you dislike the Rings of Akaten? Yeah, wait, really? You dislike the Rings? I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it's like 90% a terrible episode and then 10% a great one. But I think that 10% makes it. That work. leaf, my god. That bloody leaf. That oh, yeah. Can't say that. Yes, I've, that bloody I've leaf. Lemon <laughs> leaf. We both said it now. <laughs> I mean, you were allowed to bloody. If Ron can say it in like <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> that's our baseline. I mean, I is whatever that we said actually, Harry Potter. That's my go-to <laughs> memory. Like, Harry we can call everyone gits like, now. You can't say you might have a problem. Oh dear. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. Last question. Um. Ooh, one from a wine. Actually. Um. Where would you go, or what type of adventure would you want for a first trip in the TARDIS? I would like to meet uh, Alan Turing, personal hero. Uh, I live like literally down the road from Bletchley Park. And the main oh, nice. thing I would do is I would show him the imitation game and look at the horror on his face, like <laughs> how much they got wrong. Uh, it would, it would, be, it would bring me choice. joy knowing how much he would hate that movie. Um, and we might have to not like do the last 10 minutes of it. Uh, or I guess the beginning of it, well, like it, it, it kind of gives them a lot of spoilers. Uh. Yeah, foreknowledge is dangerous. Mm. <laughs> Actually, that's just made me think. If you're going to change history like that and just use the, your first trip in the TARDIS to do something like that. I was going to say, if I was my first trip in the TARDIS, obviously it'd be with the Doctor. So I'd want to have an experience to get to know the Doctor. So I was thinking maybe a nice trip around a Victorian market. I've always wanted to see one of those. That would be fun. Um, but then actually now you've said that, I kind of just want to show Shrek to a small Victorian child. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just yes. watch the life drain out of them. And then and then like give them like a packet of nerds or something and they just walk away. Yeah, but then, <laughs> just, but then like, when you go back to your time, you find out that Shrek is now like a famous Victorian play. You accidentally showed it to Oscar Wilde. Uh, <laughs> oh no, but the Victorian costumes were horrific. Have you seen like the Halloween costumes? No. <laughs> Imagine the Shrek outfits that they'd come oh, up with. No. It's horrifying, really. Oh, I'm gonna have to Google this. Yeah, I know, I'll share my screen later and show you some. <laughs> you, we've just written a great episode of Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine like a Victorian version of <laughs> like, Actually, no, what if you introduce like a small Victorian child to Tumblr and then just watch the life drain from them that way? Like, I mean, like just the famous Tumblr players, like Randy or Sticks. I'm sorry, what? Have you not seen that one? It's good. No. Or all the three weed smoking girlfriends. <laughs> no, not the three. We oh, God, that one kills me. I mean, let's face it, you can probably get the same reaction by showing me Tumblr. Yeah, I'm actually gonna do that. I'll send you some. Yeah. In this in this scenario, everyone is a small Victorian child. <laughs> I've seen too much. Um, um I think we've derailed think, a bit. Yeah, I think my probably serious, semi-serious answer would be so I, I'm from near Colchester. Um, and so obviously we have like quite a history of like the Romans and like Boudicca. Um oh, nice. I'd quite like to see Colchester when it wasn't really grimy. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> when when Budica was like kicking kicking ass and being awesome. Um, yeah, but... same time I'm like, if I could go anywhere in time and space, I've picked blooming Colchester. <laughs> <laughs> I've picked like the place that I went to school for seven years, like blooming heck. Um, and then the theatre kid in me is just going Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. I, I was actually think the English student in me was thinking Shakespeare's Globe. Literally, oh, like redo the Shakespeare. So much, it would, but then I would love being a stinky little groundling for a night, just crying yeah. ever at bed. I don't like be being wonderful. a stinky little groundling in present day. Uh. I, I, I still haven't done it. And better I than those to. seats. Better than those seats. They are so uncomfortable. Oh really? yeah, but yeah, I went. I went with my best friend a couple of years ago, and we saw all these people buying cushions. You can rent cushions mm. at the globe, oh, and we were like, all these old people buying cushions. There, we can make it a three-hour play without a cushion. And the moment I sat on the wooden bench, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like school. It felt worse than school. I got, like, so oh, body ached by the end of the day because I was, like, trying to lean on the railing in front of me. I see people doing that in, like, the recordings of the like, <laughs> it was, But it was worth it. It was worth it. It was such a good show. I would love to see like was it London Bridge that had like all the houses on it or tower not tower bridge it, toilets it was, it was London Bridge and it was it was it was public I'd toilets I'm to so sorry to tell you this um, they basically did that I just want to yeah they didn't have flushes so they'd empty right into the into the Sounds amazing. Don't go in the Thames, please. <laughs> that's that's a PSA right now. Please, seriously. Also, if you're in Durham, don't go in the river. It's you will get cholera. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I wish I was joking. Uh, Do you have? Got- and I, I have. Have. Well, well, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Where to live Sorry, in I should, yeah. yeah. Don't go in the river. But just don't. Like, it's bad idea. Did Joseph answer? Joseph didn't answer. Joseph, please answer. I would want to go somewhere completely alien, like far future, different mm. planet, something totally unrecognizable. I said this the other day. It sounds fun. <laughs> we we picked the boring ones. If I go anywhere in time and space, I'm not going to go to anything which is anything remotely like what I'm used to. That's yeah. That why Colchester? <laughs> so boring. I've always been obsessed with Victoria. The town I basically grew up in. That's so sad. I mean, why it's does the doctor keep going like to modern day your London? Roots. It's, it's, because it's, it's cheaper to produce. It's not really, but like it's. Oh, anyway, I'll go to the. Can I? I'm going to change all my answers. I'm going to go to just. <laughs> in order, you could go anywhere. Why are we in Stockton? I mean, I wouldn't go to the moon on account of it being an egg, but that's that's just me. <laughs> no, that's that. no, that another egg. <laughs> That was the moment. That was the moment I was like, oh my word, Doctor Who, Doctor Who can be bad. And on <laughs> like, that horrifying note, we should probably remind everyone mm-hmm. that ours is really good. Yeah. It should be listened to and then wrap up because I think we've been nattering a while and yes. I don't actually know how long this is. I, I think <laughs> Sorry, it's significantly over an hour now. Oh dear. Oh <laughs> well, this is going to be a ride. Um, well, so, Purple Radio, 10pm every Monday. Yes, just plugging that. I don't know which one will be next by the time this is out. It's either episode three, my Germanos, or episode four, which title I've forgotten because I've not out read of the service. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, I hope that's right because I said that with absolute confidence. Well, usually you're we'll right. find out. <laughs> it would just add to who sorts chaos if you weren't. It's fine. Um, 
so i guess we will see you then but thank you to our guests for joining thank you for having us yeah thank you so much <laughs> yeah we will wrap it up because we've probably been abusing our listeners ears for far too long <laughs> so we will, well we will say goodbye Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.